Hello and welcome to the Reinforced Running Podcast. Today, we have a Torque Talk featuring Alicia Keeker and Nick Mask. So Alicia is off of a 12th place finish at the Spartan Race Slow, the first stop in the Elite Series, and Nick is off of a third place finish. So the conversation with Alicia is just audio conversation. It was great hearing about the course and her experience racing some of the the best women in the sport. Uh, Nick's conversation was actually done while watching the race itself. So we put this on YouTube as well. So if you wanted to get some of the visuals behind the audio of Nick's chat, I would make sure to check out uh, the YouTube uh, link in the notes below or just check out the obstacle race collaborations uh, YouTube channel. It will be the first thing up there. It was a really kind of cool way to watch the race from a different perspective. And Nick had a ton of screen time because he got third place. All right, here we go. Alicia Keeker and Nick Mask. All right, Alicia Keeker's here. What's up? Uh, How's it going, Rich? Good. Yeah, last time we were talking, we were going over the map itself. And since then, you raced San Luis Obispo, uh, Spartan, super first race of the Elite Series, and finished 12th. So first, how are you feeling about just like the outcome? I am feeling oh pretty okay about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am not like overly disappointed and I'm not overly happy. I'm I mean, I'm I am right about where I thought I'd be. So I'm content, I would say. <laughs> Which content. is not a good thing always. <laughs> well, I mean, I I kind of agree. Like I think this is a good result. Mm-hmm. And based off of like who the athletes are that you were racing who and where you were and how deep this field was. And just in general, I don't know much about your race. That's what we're going to talk about and just kind of how it all went. But just like from a result standpoint itself, it seems pretty good. Like you finished, you were 10th somewhere last year, right? 10th in Asheville. Yeah. Which was amazing. So, and and if I would have finished 12th last year somewhere, I would have been like super grateful. So I think it's a good place to start. So if I think about Jacksonville last year where I started, I literally finished 28th. And so I'm like, I'm pretty happy to start the year off with the 12th place. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And as the, the series progresses and we're going to get some different terrain and things like that. That's another thing with this, with this course itself, when we were talking about it, it we were thinking it was going to be even hillier than it actually was. Yeah. Like the it was map so flat. Wasn't right. Yeah. Yeah. So from that perspective, and even before that, from the website that was saying, I was like, oh, 1,700 feet for a super. It's like, oh, okay, like this is going to have some some sharp climbs, maybe a couple of, of like a lot of ups and, ups and downs. Yeah. And for, for you, who's really just trying to – coming into your own when it comes to like flat running and just mm-hmm. like being able to run with the athletes who ran cross-country in college and stuff. Like right. That. Like this is something that's completely foreign to you. Like the – like – you finished pretty close to, or you beat Casey Monroe, who was a collegiate runner. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Sunday has been a runner. Lacey, who's uh, been a runner for a long time. Uh, and then you were right with um, Ashley O'Hara, who I'm not really sure what her background is. Maybe similar to what, what you're like, she might be just yeah. coming into, but she looks like a runner, right? She mm-hmm. had, seems yeah. like she's been running. And so from that perspective, I kind of like the, 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 the results. So let's go through the race. Like where, so it kind of became clear beforehand that this course was going to be flatter than what we had thought just based off of, um, well, you, you were there and that mm-hmm. some like Strava stuff. So did that change how you thought the race was going to start? Like how did the start go? 
Um, yeah, so we had the downhill start, which was very fast. Um, but yeah, when people were saying like, oh, it's flat, it's flat. No, it was flat. Like it was like <laughs> a gravel, like you could see far ahead of you. That's how flat it was. And so I remember thinking, and that was where that like 5k that we were talking about was. Yeah. And I remember like, it, I just felt like, oh my God, this is just like a cross country race on like gravel. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, we started off really, really fast and I did what I always do. Went out really, really hot, <laughs> probably like top eight, top 10. And then usually I get passed and that's pretty, pretty normal for me. Um, I think people behind me that normally pass me probably know that too. Um, so that's not always like a, a great thing uh, for your confidence is to like get past, but I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if going out like that helps me or like, doesn't, I, I, I just think like you're going to suffer either way. So I would rather just be, I don't know. I would rather suffer closer to the front than like closer to the back. Cause I just feel like, like mentally that's better for me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I know that's been in my background. Like I had a hard time not being in the front for a long time. And if I wasn't winning, I was like, I must be dying, which isn't the case. Right. Yeah. And especially in like a cross country race, which you don't have much experience in. Mm -hmm. Typically it will be like packs of people, right? It would be like 10 people basically in the lead. And then after that, it is just a string of athletes that are all literally packed like five yeah. across like running at the same pace so it's like 50 people are within like five seconds and now, now i know mm -hmm. it's not going to be the same type of depth with that type of runner and there's obstacles and stuff in the way but was there a group or were you latched on um we were i think i was behind the group okay um during that flat part for sure like casey had passed me um i can't remember who else like we were kind of just like going back and forth um, but that happens to me a lot. Like I'll catch up on obstacles and then I'll get past. Like that's pretty much the name of my game. And so I feel like I was latching on to that, the edge of that, that pack who, who I'm not sure exactly who was all in that, but yeah, definitely. And, and I feel, I feel like I'm not a runner who can like run people down. So that's why I feel like maybe starting off kind of hot for me is works out a little better just because I'm not going to catch anybody. Um, so I'd rather yeah. just like suffer, I guess. I don't know if that's a great strategy, but that's kind of what I did. For Spartan, like for like if it was in that cross country sense, I was talking about where it's like, yeah, 50 positions in within five seconds, probably mm -hmm. not a great strategy. But yeah. in Spartan, where it you can lose visual contact really easy, you know, mm -hmm. and that's a huge part of it. And like things stop and go and then the race kind of separates and then you're running the race at your end. I don't hate that strategy. Yeah. It's hard though, because like Faye Morgan, for instance, she, she always, always passes me no matter what. Like I, I can always hear her and like she, she starts off slower, but she has a strong, strong finish always. Like she always been like that. And I wonder for me, like, if I were to start off slower, if I would feel better towards the end of the race, or if I would just mentally be like, Oh my God, I'm like way back in 25th, you know? So, I, but you don't really want to risk that. And so I just, I feel like I've been going out hot for a long time and it hasn't really played in my favorite yet, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I think that comes with experience too, right? Yeah. Like you mentioned someone like Faye Morgan who races often and has mm -hmm. also been an athlete for 
a long time at this point. Yeah. Uh, maybe not always endurance, but she, she has a similar background to you. Yeah, right? she does. Yep. But she's done a lot more Spartan racing. Yeah. So, you know, maybe she knows because she's consistent with that. So she knows like she's not going to go out like super hot. I think she, you know, I think she like works into the race and that works for her. So does. Yeah. So I think, and there's a, like with race tactics, I always feel like there's like different ways to kind of practice and see what works. I do think that that is the best way to lead, to move into where your fitness should be. Yeah. But it's not, it's not always like that. in like a Spartan, like I said, like you can be caught in no man's land or like something like a Spartan stadium or something like that, where it's like, mm-hmm. you just can't do that at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but at this point it's hard, it's hard to say, like, and you have more time to, to, to play around with that mm-hmm. where something like this race was so fast that I'm sure you're worried. Like, Oh, if I'm not, f- I won't be fresh later. How am I going to catch up? I'm not somebody who's right. catching up where like maybe a mountain race or something. It yeah. Maybe play to it where it might be better to be controlled. You won't die as hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, exactly. Like I knew it was going to be an uncomfortable hour. So, I mean, you either be uncomfortable in the, in the front or in the back. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's kind of what we talked about too. It's like, let's just, you got to go for it for this 5k. You got to be a little mm-hmm. bit uh, like less comfortable than you, than you want to be. And just kind of see, yeah. kind of see how it goes. So, okay. So I, I like, I think that that's good, especially from the first race of the season. Just put yourself, see where you're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did, how were like the carries and stuff? So I got the map here. I'm looking at it. So it, it, it was the carries didn't start until bucket, which was after right around that 5k mark. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The bucket was short. Um, it was really short. That was in like this really flat area right after the Atlas and right before the beater, I believe. And I feel like you could really see people. Um, you, just the way that it was like set up, you could really see where you were at. And so, um, yeah, bucket was fast. I feel like I just looked at the Strava segment. I feel like most of us did it under two minutes. Like it was pretty fast. It was that but, fast. Huh? Yeah. So it really wasn't anywhere to, did you make up any ground? Mm, maybe, a, maybe a tiny bit. I do think who was, I was chasing uh, Ashley O'Hare at the time. Yep. I, I, I think I was. I don't know. Like she definitely had me on the run. So I was just trying to keep her in my sights. And so like, maybe, maybe I did, but nothing significant. Um, no. And then the, the sandbag carry was yeah. Almost like the last thing. And that was just like, I mean, you're like almost dead <laughs> at done. that point. So yeah, you're done. Yeah. Um, at least on the men's side, it seems to be where once the position, like, the footage hasn't come out as we're as we're speaking, so I don't really know how the race kind of played out. But it mm-hmm. seemed like by sandbag positions were kind of established, unless there was an error that was made pretty late. When did yeah. when did on your end? So like again, I don't know what the coverage looked like. It was mm-hmm. it looked like it was Renee, Emma, and Lindsay mm-hmm. who were out front, right? And then after yep. that, it was a pack of um, like oh. Alex. Was, Ashley, wasn't too far. Both Ashleys, uh, Faye. Well, they would have been a little bit further back, like because it was Alex Walker was was there. I think it was Alex and Ida. Ida, yeah. And then and then it was Chris Roglowski was oh yeah um, Chris. was there, and then it was that pack with Ashley, Ashley, Casey, mm-hmm. and, and like you. That's and Faye. That's like was that probably like that that third pack, but like the middle with um chris and ida and mm-hmm. alex was a little bit more more kind of strung out yeah when when in your race did things kind of were there no more passes when was that 
after the spear the spear was everything was so it. i mean i actually was further back so like thankfully i made my spear um when i got to the spear there was quite a few people in the burpee pit and so um i can't remember who exactly was in there but um that's probably when i moved up like uh i would say at least five spots and wow. then i just made it my point to like make sure no one passes me and i think lacy was coming after me for a while i feel like she was behind me um her or elizabeth uh murray i believe um they were like right behind me and then so it was ashley o'hara and then me and then like i just didn't want to get past after that because i knew like that i think the spear made everyone's race but you know good or bad so yeah with the races is short because this essentially did kind of run like a sprint oh yeah you, know? you had to make the spear yeah mm -hmm. there was uh, yeah it seems to be where it was where it was like uh, so so i guess it's good that you hit it <laughs> it's it. yeah yeah and then and then you were basically that was it nobody kind of came and came in because lacy i believe did miss her spear and then aaron sunday was kind of right right there with you as well jessica dorsey that was like another pack that was right behind yeah so, i don't know if they would have been in front of you at that point maybe aaron was she's pretty fast maybe. but i don't know yeah it, it, i mean it, it definitely would have killed the confidence if if i would have missed and then probably put me back and who knows there was a pack of yeah like lacy uh, maybe aaron um that jessica jessica they were all on the cargo net together there's a photo somewhere like there was like six or like five girls Whoa. coming down the cargo net and so there was definitely a pack there and i want to say maybe yeah I'll, i'm not sure where i guess they were all running together after the spear maybe but oh you're right yeah it's yeah like casey monroe's 18 was uh 58 26 and then Lacey was 58 30. Oh no, two girls were two girls were oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Lauren Griffin was was 58 32. So within those six seconds, there was five spots. <laughs> oh yeah. They were like that was the scary, a scary thing. I would have been so stressed out coming down the cargo net if there were so many people like that. But it was that was kind of cool to see. I mean in that far back in the race too. Like that's just how it shows like how deep it was and like how much like the level of competitiveness like all the way down to like 20s. Like there there were good. some good people like everywhere. So it's really good. Did you see the clip of Nick Mask jumping off that thing? Did you, we we mentioned it in the Slack. It. it was just no. on like the story. It'll probably hopefully it's on the feed, but yeah. He, he was like stressed out about the rolling how do you go down the cargo net roll uh or flip at the top yeah and then i have not uh flipped twice yet but i wish i i wish i would have i would have maybe maybe caught ashley but i yeah i haven't been able to like flip twice but i just throw myself over the top and then i just like come down like, yeah usually how i do it i flip i roll like i'll dive over the top and immediately just kind of start like rolling sideways yeah sideways it's i don't know how effective it is and at a certain point i kind of lose momentum if it gets too like too much slack i i was thinking about that i was like like it has to have to a lot to do with like people's biomechanics like how big mm -hmm. they are to do a double yeah. flip you know because you can't, oh yeah, yeah 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 you can't stand you kind of have to roll and reach out but there's that pole there do you use that or is that like against the rules? You or? can you you can use the horizontal poles. Okay. For okay. sure. Um, but I don't know if you can reach it if you're not tall enough. Right. After, after one flip, because you can't like stand back up because you kind of have to like reach in your sitting. So it has to do with like flexibility, probably. Yeah. But I would imagine if you're not tall enough to reach that pole, 
Mm-hmm. When you flip, you'll probably smack your back or your head or something like that. Yeah, I was thinking like the second flip could be a roll if you could like roll down on that and then use that pole to like, I don't, I'm not sure. I need to practice it. I need to like go and practice. If they're going to finish every, I was just looking at the Atlanta map uh, and that finishes with A-frame. I don't love it for a finish. Did you, and then there was a clip of fifth and sixth. Ariel? Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. That was, yeah, I saw that. She kind of stood up and tried to run down it, right? Right. But then I think one of her foot, like her like foot went through or something. That yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. That looked painful, but she still finished like with a smile. I'm like. Yeah. yeah. But cause that's the thing. It's like, deep, like where Nick, he got just below that bar mm-hmm. and jumped off of it. He just like, was like, I'm just going to leap. He was like asking, he's like, so you think I can do that from the pole? I was like, I'm oh. not sure if that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> But he he went for it. But that's the thing. You can't like run down it. So yeah, maybe it is worth doing some second loops. Yeah. I wish I would have risked like risked it because I don't think I don't think Ashley knew I was right behind her. I think I finished like eight seconds or seven seconds behind her. Yeah. So yeah. But I mean, when I don't know, like your brain is almost telling you at that point, like, I'm already in the spot that I'm in. Like I, I didn't think we were in the top 10, but I knew we were close. And so mm. I feel better. This is going to sound weird, but I feel better like not going for it. And I got 12th. Now, if I would have gotten 11th and not went for it and then made the top 10, I would have been mm. like bummed that I didn't like try to flip twice or something, but I guess it's okay. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a weird spot, right? Yeah. Like, and like, you never want to be there in a competition being like where my place is, you know, yeah. but at that, that late in the race, you can't help it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And that's, so in, in terms of the series, that's also, it's, it's different this year, right? I think top 10 gets a bit more, uh, more points than I think the, the single oh. points Yeah. last year and like the past two or three years, it's been like the top four, four. Yeah. have a big disparity spirit. And now it's, now it's a top 10. It's not as huge all the way through 10, but it's like, I don't know, six or eight points. And then 11 and 12 are just one. Oh, dang. So, ma- so 10 matters more this year in terms of like the outcome of the series. Okay, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, races to, to now get in the top 10. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's just, that's just where it starts. Okay. Um, so, okay. So, so it played out a little bit how we kind of thought it would just kind of being established after spear and then just yeah finishing the thing. Yeah. I mean, I remember coming up to helix and I was like already kind of like uncomfortable and dying. And I was like, Oh, this is when I said I was going to push. I don't know if I can. And then I definitely pushed after the spear because I knew, I knew Ashley is faster than me. She's a faster runner than me. And I was like, if I can just keep her in my sights, then the person behind me can't pass me. That's Mm -hmm. what I just kept telling myself. And I was like, if I, if I'm, I think I was closer to passing her than the person behind me was to passing me. If that I think that's sense. fair. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I just used that as like a gauge to, to keep getting, trying to get closer to Ashley. And in terms of time, that's true. Like mm-hmm. uh, the next person um, was Elizabeth Murray and she mm-hmm. was over a minute behind you. Yeah. Where yeah. then in front of you was Amanda Nadeau, who's, who's very good. She mm-hmm. was like, she was like, just about a minute ahead of you. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And she ended up 10th. Okay. So, so 10th was probably out of the cards anyway. So it's okay. Maybe at that point, do you remember seeing her at all? 
you know, I don't even know who she is. I don't think I, I'm going to have to like, I don't. Cause when I saw that, I, I, I know her name, but I don't think I know the name and the face. So I remember seeing that maybe, I don't know. I think maybe I thought she was someone else. So maybe, yeah. I don't remember seeing her. Um, I don't think. <laughs> and at that point it could have been in the whole mix of the pack of everything. And it, it was probably, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But, but that, those are the people where I think that this year is where you're going to be battling mm-hmm. with the most. Cause yeah, like last year in, so you did, you did Jacksonville, which are like in twenties mm-hmm. at Asheville. You did big bear as well. Right. Yeah. I did terrible at big bear. You were somewhere also I was in like, the twenties, right? Wait, yeah. 20, I think 20th. It was bad. Big bear is a hard race. Big, a it hard, was. Yeah. Very hard course. Yeah. Where else were you in? Cause it like, it, Utah, I finished like seventeenth uh, or eighteenth, okay. uh, maybe maybe clo- yeah, close to the twenties. And then I didn't do West Virginia, so those were the only ones. Yeah, so that's that's that to me is where the progress is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like there was one race, like at the Asheville race, which in terms of all the other results, was almost like an outlier, right? So right yeah. now, your first race off the bat, which is going to be closer to, it's I guess it's similar to an Asheville, but only really? dry. Yeah. You know, like there was, there was a lot of obstacle failure that happened. At, did you, did you, were you clean at Asheville? Um, I, I actually um, took the penalty loop on Olympus. For, Olympus. Yeah. 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 Most people did. Mm-hmm. Most of the athletes did. Uh, but that could have been a, a reason why, because an obstacle failure course where people were probably missing monkey bars and other things yeah. like that, kind of pushing you forward. Yeah. But a race like this where there wasn't much like that, where it's mostly just flat, fast running. Mm-hmm. I say that's a positive. Like these are the this is the group where I feel like you need to be like with the Ashleys and mm-hmm. uh, and with Amanda and Adele. Like those type of athletes is where I feel like you're going to be racing a lot more. Well, last year, like those athletes in like Ashley O'Hara at Utah was like nine or something. Yeah, and she Eight had like nine. a great big bear race too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So yeah. if you can be with that that group, I mean, that's big progress. Yeah, we're. I'm happy with it. Um, you know, I, I do like credit the spear to a lot of it, but it's part of the race. Yeah, exactly. So do that, that every race. Yeah. Um, you know, I know like the ne- the rest of the year looks a lot different for like Big Bear. I mean, Big Bear is just like a different course. So I know I have my work cut out for me, um, but I'm kind of excited to put together like a good block and get after it a little bit. How do you, yeah. How are you feeling now that it's all mountain courses from here on out? Um, I guess bombed. <laughs> I, I do enjoy that. I want to get better at them. I just know it's not my, I just am inexperienced with it. So it has to go better than last year. Um, so there's that. Um, but I know like it's going to be hard for me. Um, but that's okay. I like that. Um, I like the challenge and, um, I enjoy, like, I enjoy hill running and I enjoy like going to the mountains. I'm just, um, like a newbie at it. So yeah. Right. You're gaining experience mm-hmm. through it. And now, you know, growing up Midwest and being now having a little bit more access where you're living in the Bay, like it's mm-hmm. going to be, you're going to have a better time. <laughs> yeah. And, and I know, like, I know the things that I'm going to change from last year, like last year, I, when training for big bear or Tahoe, I can't remember which one I, I want to say like the first block I did, I, I didn't do the same hill. And so I was like programmed to do like these building blocks, you know, of like minutes and just like adding minutes each week. 
And I think I was kind of like all over the place just because of work and wherever I could get to like this year, I'm going to like pick the steepest, uh, steepest incline I can find and do that every Monday. Like that's where my hill. And then, you know, you can kind of track the progress and all that stuff. Cause I do remember after big bear last year, like thinking the hill that I trained on was not steep enough. So at least I know that, you know, that's, that's even a thing, right? If you have a treadmill or something like that's like, it's still not the same, you know, yeah. once you don't now you know, now you've, now that you've like felt big bear, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, all right, I need to get uh, what I'm doing is not the same type of thing. It's Hills, but it's not a but, mountain. Yeah. And it's, and it's power hiking. I'm hiking. It's not like, that's another skill. And there, I have access to steep grades like that. I just have to find them and like find the time and make sure like I'm cons- consistent with that. And that's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have the immediate mountain access, it does kind of end up being a chore. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. But you're committed to it. So I'm sure, I'm sure we'll see. What were some of like, what's one or two, two things that you learned during the race about uh, the, this race about yourself as an athlete? Um, a lot of mental. It's so mental for me. Um, I still want to get better at like just believing and just, um, like positive self-talk like that is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when people are passing you like that's a, that's a confidence killer. And like, I just have to remember, like run your own race. Like this, this happens every time, like you will gain on the obstacles. Like you always do. So I have to like continue to tell myself that. Um, but, um, I just tried a little less of the negative. Like, I think everyone goes through that in their mind. They're like, cause I was talking to some other friends like this weekend and we all like, we all come to the race nervous. We all like have that question every race. Like, why do I do this? I'm sure people, you know, I'm sure people like can relate to that. And I feel like just a little less of that each race is going to like lead me in the right direction of like, no, this is fun. Like, this is what you want, you know? Um, so I think mentality, um, that's like big on my list. And I just want to get better at um, just believing in myself and like believing that I belong there. And because I think that that goes a long way. Like if your heart rate's at 195 or whatever, like everything sucks and you just like hate life. <laughs> and so if you can just kind of overcome that, like that's what I'm working on for sure. Um, I think... My speed is definitely, um, I'm happy where my speed is, but, um, I just have to be able to hang on to that speed. Yeah. And that, that, that the physical part's going to come right. The mm-hmm. physical training part for sure. And like, it's already, it's already developing. Like we talked about like these athletes who you're with, who you weren't consistently with last year, like you're already kind of in it in a race that was all flat, mm-hmm. but yeah, the mental side, when there's those alarm bells going off that are making you like trying that your body's trying to get your brain's trying to get you to slow down. Right. Yeah. And then when it's uh, an athlete, if you're getting past, it's hard not to be like, am I dying? <laughs> like, yes. it, it, like, Oh no, there's still a lot of race stuff. Like what's wrong. And then I like playing that chase game is something, well, I've always been the opposite of what you've had to do. Right. Like where mm-hmm. uh, it's like someone is going to gain ground on me on an obstacle. It's like, there's going to be more running. I'll catch up to them. But then when that always doesn't happen, yeah, it, that's also deflating. Right. Cause mm-hmm. it can't, sometimes it doesn't. It's like, you're, it's more like you're hoping it's like, Oh, I hope this person screws something else up. Mm-hmm. That would happen to me all the time. I'd constantly be th- thinking about where I was 
where my like what the race was doing around me as opposed yeah. to just like going as hard as I can. Right. You know. Yeah. And that's hard. That's a skill, especially if you're, when you start to when you start to come into it where something like in like like as a as a hooper, mm-hmm. there's always like a set thing that you have to do each play. So it takes your mind away from the score. It should anyway. But That's if you're constantly true. thinking about the score and pressing and pushing, you're not going to do that well. If you start yeah. like doing the one thing you need to do on that one play. You're like, yeah, to be focused on the task is important. It's important. Yeah. It's har- it's harder to do in endurance because there's yeah. not a play. There's not a set, a segment of what you have to focus on. It's just one thing. And you're yeah, like, you have like more time to think about how much it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure. And so I, I like what you're, what you're saying about that and like the mentality of things um, where your coach, Mark Batris, he's very, he, he's, he's mentally dialed in. Yeah. Yes. He yeah. He's mentally dialed in. So that was exciting. A feeling. I really had a feeling like that was his day. I'm like super stoked for him and Natalie. Like I just awesome. I, I, I knew, I just knew like when I crossed the line, I was like, who won, who won? What was the, like, what was one, two and three for guys? And I wasn't shocked when they were like, Mark got second. I'm like, hell yeah. He went after it, man. And he was not backing down. I mean, he's, and and of course like this, where he's going to be one of like the top and any course he's going to be like one of the top three fastest dudes, Mm -hmm. you know, like if you line him up and him and VJ up in a 5k, like Mark probably is going to beat him. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It'd be close. It'd be like, yeah. they would be right there at the finish. Mm-hmm. So I was happy to see that he was up there giving it to him. I wasn't sure because of how much his ultra training, like in the, and how well he did at world's toughest, like how much time he would have had to put into something like this. But yeah, he said his mental game strong. Yeah. I love that. And I, I feel like there's like no better coach for me right now. Cause I'm trying to do the Ironman and then trying to do this. And so that's a good, um, yeah, I I'm, I'm, I'm super happy for him. Yeah, it's good to have him in your corner. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So you have – so did you think about – did you think the High Rocks negatively or positively affected you? You did High Rocks New York doubles, took another third. Yeah. Third? Took another third. Doubles, yeah, right? uh, yeah, it was third, second. It was weird, but Something. Third, third uh, time, yeah. Yeah, okay. Do you think you – did that affect you positively or negatively for this race? Um, I want to say that it – it was positive. I don't think like I had, well, I'll be honest. I didn't have a great week of training leading up to it. Um, I didn't really feel good like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, or Tuesday, Wednesday on my runs. Um, but I felt great on like Friday. (laughs) So I had like one good run. And then Saturday before the race, I was like, dude, I'm like still dying. What's going on? So I don't, I don't think it was from high rocks though. I, I think high rocks was good for me mentally. Um, cause I felt great at high rocks and, um, I, I tried to carry that with me, um, on, on Sunday. So I don't, I don't think it did too much physically. Um, yeah, but maybe all the travel, I mean, that was a lot of travel. Travel something. That's, that's what I was thinking. Cause that that's cross two cross country flights. Right. And like, I, I wasn't home a lot and then I like got home late on Sunday. So my week started, you know, I was just like really busy and like and stressed barely, yeah. like, prep for the week. So that always plays a little bit. Cause I, you know, I do like to like be prepared and all that stuff. But, and then all of a sudden it was Friday and we were leaving again. So maybe that part of it, but yeah, that's, that's the fun in it all though. So that, that to me, even if like a race, like a C race or something, isn't going to be physically hard or take too much out physically. It's just like, 
doing races is just like stressful <laughs> and it's like different, right? Especially yeah. when you're, when you're flying for it. So yeah. I always am, am weary about like how much that's going to take out of it. But if you were going to taper into this week anyway, I'm sure physically didn't really have any, any play yeah. going into it. Cool. So it's big bear. Is it big bear next? Or do you have anything else in between there? Um, big bears next, but I may or may not do Dallas high rocks. <laughs> I'll be there. It's not a bad timeline. Honestly, I have nothing to do in April and I'm, and I actually just want a free code yesterday. Oh, nice. Did and you? I'm like, but, but flights are outrageous right now. Like, outrageous. oh, are they? So I'm kind of waiting on that, but I do want to do it. I mean, April 9th, like th- that's, that's it's like not- five more weeks until, yeah. I mean, that's soon. It's five. And we do individual. Yeah. I want to do individual because in New York, I really wanted to do individual after doing doubles. I just like felt so great. And then I, you know, I didn't do that because I knew slow was happening. <laughs> that that might have been too much. Physically, yeah. that might have been a problem. But right. But then, you know, Dylan Scott did it and I was like, well, I can do it. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I think I'm going to I would like to do that. Um, you're going to be there. Dallas, I'm, I'm in. Yeah, I got my I got my flight when is reasonable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I seem to get a hotel still. So I'm definitely in for Dallas. Cool. Okay. I'm, sure. I'd like to maybe do it. And then it really, I want to just focus on Big Bear. So I don't think that would take away from, from Big Bear training at all. I'm, you know, I'm just, um, yeah, I'm actually, my schedule is kind of freeing up here in the next month. I'm, I'm really excited about my next training block because it's about to go down. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And this, the sleds feel like a really hard climb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And w- that it, might be an interesting way for someone who might be flatlander to just like mm-hmm. push a sled for 20 minutes. Yeah. Maybe not as heavy of a sled, but like still like it's, but definitely good. That's it a feels great, the same. Yeah. Strength component to like, yeah, for, I mean, that's going to be, if I do high rocks uh, in April, like I'm going to be on the sled at least once a week. So yeah. Cool. Sweet issue. Well, that, that, that was great. I think that, like I said, like I feel the same way that you feel about it, like mm-hmm. that it's good. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. it wasn't top five, but that would have been ridiculous. You know, right. that been- I mean, my far goal was like, I would be just stoked with top 10 and yeah. really, a few places off that. Like, I right should. There. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like you were like, if you were like, you ran a clean race and finished like 18th or something like that, then I could see being like, oh, crap. Like, there's, there's some work to do. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but you're right there. This yeah. early in the year, that's great. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'll make the link to all your socials and we'll catch up with you as the season progresses. But so far, off to a good start. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. <laughs> Hello. What's going on? Welcome to this edition of our, this is our first installment of a Torque Watch Along. So what we're going to do, we're going to take the footage from the Spartan race, San Luis Obispo race. And my friend, Nick Mask, who got third place at that race, is going to join me and we're going to watch the race. We're going to talk about the differences, like the different mindset that he had on the course and just kind of talk about the the race as a whole. So my friend, Nick, he's right here. So I'm going to bring him on and then we're going to start watching this race. Nick, what's up? How's it going, Rich? Good, man. I'm, I'm excited to chat about this. And, um, yeah, so uh, I watched this once, and I believe you watched it at least once as well. So I think it's gonna be fun to kind of rewatch this thing just to uh, to get your your insight on it. Because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of save my final thoughts for everything, but it was cool. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think the coverage of this race was was super good, and I love how 
they use drone footage and Spartan also has like <laughs> real people with cameras running alongside the runners. I feel like mm-hmm. it's a really special thing they do because those dudes are working just as hard as the racers. So it gives you a really cool like perspective of the race. It, it, it does. It, it, I, I still think you kind of need to know what's going on a little bit to really absorb the coverage completely because of, because of the rabbits, right? Because it's like, here's first place, here's fifth place, here's eighth place. And then it just kind of like moves back and forth. And like Megita doing the best job he can of being like, here's Hunter McIntyre. And Definitely. like, here, here's, here. he said your name. Okay. He had a little bit of a. Uh, yeah, I, I was a few different people. I think I was Nick. I think I was Nick Matz for a little Matt, bit. He was saying it like that. Yeah. He's, he's trying to do the, the, e- the uh, Z thing in there a little bit. Yeah, it's a tough one because, like, honestly, I don't even know the true, true pronunciation of my last name. I've always just told people, it's, you know, mask, just ignore the Z. Like, but, it, we're, we're, yeah, I, he does a great job. He really yes. lets you figure out, you know, or tells you who the people are and kind of gives you a little background on them. But it is when it jumps back and forth here and there, it is somewhat tough to follow at times. Well, yeah, but for this, for the most part, this was pretty cool. So why don't we just kind of get into it and we'll start talking about how this thing went. Absolutely. Uh, Start that. You're going to have to hit play. (laughs) Yeah. So looking at it, I mean, the day looks beautiful. Oh yeah. We, it's funny. The morning of the race was super cold and I don't think a lot of people were prepared, but once the sun came up, it's exactly how it looks in the video right there. Um, And yeah, it was super warm and really just perfect race conditions temperature wise. Now people were saying like, Oh, it's going to be cross country. Like it was like, that's a negative. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, this, this start was a little bit more cross country than I even thought it was going to be. I mean, it funnels down in between these, the grapevines. Yeah. Sort of soon, but the, this first bend, I was like, Oh my God, this is like cross country run to that tree. And yeah. Then go right. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, the start, the start was a cross country course. And I think people, you know, they say that in a negative way, but like, this is a foot race. Spartan race has always been a foot race to an extent. So it, come to expect it a little bit, but this hairpin you're seeing right here, uh, as the runners come around, uh, when the ground changed to this mud, this was sort of the first decision everybody had to make, uh, because the left side of the course was much better running but the right side was a better angle. So you see there's only like Mm. five people who took the left at the end, me included. Um, And I'm not sure if one was better than the other, but that was definitely the first like 50, 50. So you're Um, way back in like 20th here in the black. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty far back. Um, That start was just so hot. I didn't really want to. You have your mouse cursor. If you want to go over who you are, I can can see you. I'm I'm this guy right here. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to be the one with the blonde hair. (laughs) Um, but yeah, uh, and then with these overwalls here, like, yeah, it was a fast start, but between the terrain right there and then the walls, it really did settle into a, what I feel like is just an up-tempo Spartan pace uh, pretty early. Because it looked like Hawk really, like, he took it from the first, like, 100 meters, right? He's 100%. Like- he he uh, made it his race, and he controlled everybody the first half mile, for sure. And he probably, uh, I mean, he maybe he was used to like a collegiate cross country start because that was a lot like at this time last year. Or wait, no, he's after cross country season, whatever. But he's off of a, a college cross country, and those starts are crazy, right? Like, absolutely. It's like everybody's going 450, 150 Four dudes across. Yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been in cross races where I was in like 30th and I came through in like a 439 first mile. 
And you're just like, what are you going to do? You know, some people just take it out harder than you do. And that's kind of what I think is happening here. So here's is, Mark Gaudet. Mark Gaudet takes the lead for the first time. Did and you there's work- so many lead changes. Yeah. Mark asserts himself really in this in, around 1200 meters into the race and kind of pulls everybody. And he's making it really honest here because you can see that lead pack. Um, and he just, yeah, he starts dragging everybody and starts stringing out that pack a little bit. It's still cool that the, that there is a big pack here still. You know, like, yeah. And that's the depth. I think and people said that coming in the race, that this is, there's so much depth in this field. It's like, yeah. And a lot of these guys don't want to get dusted in the first mile and never have a chance to come back. So I think half those people are out of their comfort zone, but they have to do it. Yeah, I agree. That, yeah. That's a good point. And that's, and seeing Mark at, at this point of the race, I was surprised with where his finish was. I just figured he didn't put himself where he needed to be because when we were talking before the race, it was like, yeah, just, you gotta be there. You yes. know, you have to be in this top five. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, where, where are you at now? Now like I'm in now, second. I just moved in second. Up. I'm running with Hawk. Uh, actually, I think I'm in first. Now you're in first. Here. here you are. Um, and then right here, I'm talking to Hawk a little bit. Uh, and I'm just glad there's somebody here who's really willing to push the pace. Cause I don't feel out of my comfort zone anymore because there's someone else doing it, you know? Uh-huh. And right. I was, I was hesitant to take the lead. Uh, but the longer the race went on and the terrain, you can just, I mean, if you look at it, it's just hard packed dirt. Um, it just felt good to go fast. So I kind of tried to ignore pace and I think a lot of guys did. And that's why there's so many lead changes. So people just wanted to just run the terrain and despite whatever place they were in. And then I actually can't tell if that's Hawk or me in front right there, but we do a few um, position changes in this part. And yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, I see you guys are right in pretty much neck and neck. Looks like Hawk mm-hmm. has a little bit of a lead on you, but like the hard pack dirt is not something that we would typically get in a Spartan race. Yeah, like, no. like how you saw in the beginning where he said where it's split and it was mud in the middle. Mm-hmm. They had that choice. Like, usually that's the entire course. It's like, yep, here's exactly. mud, here's some other mud, here's some dry, but like to have it be groomed like this, like, and this isn't even like rocky. No, this is this is a dirt road. Like, make no mistake, this is this is flat. It's hard packed. It's dry, um, and you it, you know it feels like running on a road. At this point in the race, it does. Uh, the terrain changes later, but like this, if you're a runner and you want to take advantage of anything, this is the part of the course you had to run fast on. Is that what you were? Is that what you were thinking at this point? Because you've now put yourself in the lead. It looks like you have almost like a. What do you think that? A few seconds, I think. I had a second, second and a half. Uh, it looks bigger. Um, but yeah, at that point, that's all I was thinking was, you know, at this point, I feel good. Uh, I woke up in a great mood. I just wanted to do something new. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? If I have to lead it, I have to lead it. But I'm going to string out. Even if I, like, I know I'm not going to drop VJ here or any of the top guys. Like, I know they're going to keep their contact. But I felt like places 10 through 20 were going to have a really hard time. So if anything, I was doing at least the top pack a favor uh by scaring people away yeah yeah i I think that that's fair and sometimes you'll see people do that in like road racing tactics or something like that it's like let's just do let's just go out in 440 and then whoever's around that's the race Mm -hmm. like but um and a lot of times it's part i mean you're relatively unknown before this race right and like uh, even someone like vj or batchers and now that you have blonde hair like do you think they knew who you were they they did uh I know, I know VJ did because I warmed up with him. Okay. <laughs> uh, a, a lot of us warmed up together and I've raced VJ before. So I 
think he remembered that we raced in Sacramento, but like all the guys, I think had a faint idea of who I was some more than others. Um, that, that you weren't just some, cause a lot of times these races, like new people will come in and they'll mm -hmm. be like that person in the Boston marathon. who will be winning for mm -hmm. like 800 meters. And then they finish like in a hundredth. I um, really think everybody thought I was going to die in the back half of the race, uh, which is what I wanted everyone to think, you know, I wanted people to say, Oh, let that guy go. He doesn't have it. You know, he doesn't have obstacle proficiency. He's not strong. Um, because the back half of this course is, is loaded. Like that's where the obstacles are. Um, there weren't a lot, but they were all in the back half. Um, so that's where these guys in the chase pack really had to set their goals to was to, uh, you know, catch people late. All right, here you go. This is a good shot of you coming in. Oh yeah. And then VJ's uh, coming up on you and you, are you like, all right, we're at monkey bars. VJ Jones is awesome at obstacles over you. Just like, <laughs> let me get, let me get through this obstacle and not worry about it. Cause you, you, you did end up losing, I think three spots on those. I lost a lot of spots and I was, I told everybody after I was like, please tell me they don't put my monkey bar in the final race. footage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Crazy. Atkins passed you too. It was, yeah. Oh, a lot of people passed me. I think what I happened. Like, what were you doing? So it was the first obstacle that had, like it was the first real obstacle. It wasn't a wall. Right. And I was thinking to myself, I don't want to fail here. I haven't done monkey bars in like a year and a half. Um, and I really thought I was going to get through it quicker. And I noticed I started doing that like back and forth swing. And once I got stuck in it, I wasn't able to, yeah. to find the rhythm of just going bar, bar, bar. Right. Um, and so I was just, I went at my own pace. I hit the bell. I was in like seventh or eighth, I think at that point. And I was like, I'm going to have to run them down. That was a mistake. That was my first big mistake. How's your, how's your barbed wire call? I think it's pretty good. Um, I was right behind Mark oh, so the whole time. They must, and have, I, <laughs> okay. they must have cut some footage there. They cut, a, they cut a little bit. There was a little bit more running, and we entered the barbed wire, and it was basically Mark and VJ, and then right behind was uh, me and Chris or me and Hawk. Yeah, it looks like Chris remember. popped up. Yeah. Yeah, but I ate all of the dirt coming off Mark Battress on that one. It's super <laughs> dusty. They put it right on the, the fluffed up dust of the, of the road. So I really should have picked a different lane. Cause my mouth was just caked in dirt after that bar bar crawl. It's super gross. Like on your teeth and stuff. Yep. It was gritty. Um, but no, the crawl was good. We all kind of went at the same pace there. And now you're back in the mix. So like there yeah. was some running that you got past Atkins again and like mm -hmm. you, must, you must have pulled Hawk with you. Um, Which is super surreal because passing people that you know, to be that caliber World feels champion. wrong. Yeah. You feel like you're doing it wrong. Um, like uh, there's just something strange about when I made passes on, on VJ or Ryan Atkins in the course where I was telling myself like, you're, you're making a mistake <laughs> and, and you're not, but it's just so foreign to do, you know, when they're, when they are at peak running shape, that just doesn't happen very often. So it was super funny feeling to be in the mix at that point. Well, yeah. And I was happy to see that you were doing those things. Right. And not mm -hmm. waiting around to have the race, to have them dictate your race. It's like, no, I know what I need to do here. The first 5k needs to be fast. Like I need to take advantage. I can't Absolutely. wait for these obstacles. <laughs> and it doesn't show it in the footage here. It doesn't show it good, but what it's they're awesome. missing is that Chris Brown took the lead out of the, the bar bar crawl or some time past it. And we move from that pactor into this really like squishy grass. And it's kind of uneven. It's a little bumpier than it looks. Um, and he just starts running hard yeah. um, so it's kind of like the the torch that hawk started the race with and then i tried to carry for a little bit he takes it here and just 
pushes it even further. So it's almost like a relay race for the top five. And we're all just trying to get separation from the rest of the field. And now Chris has definitely have, has access to the course beforehand. Like we can see the map and we can like do our best to see what's going to be like in terms of topography and like how much mm-hmm. space there's going to be in between obstacles. Like, oh, this looks like it's going to be a good spot. We don't know what the ground is going to look like yeah. where, where Chris probably does. So I'm sure he had that part circled on his, <laughs> he's like, I'm going here because like when we saw him in Asheville, he took it from the jump, but here he kind of waited around. Right. And he was like, all right. I, yeah. And it seems like he had a specific spot where he wanted to go because his move was pretty definitive. There he Absolutely. is. Look at him go. That's me. Yeah. I'm trying to run down anybody at this point. Um, You're in third. <laughs> I, it looks like I was going pretty. Yeah. And I was going pretty hard to stay there. I really thought on this, on these roads, I was always going to be able to run people down and uh, it was just hard to maintain here. And I'm, I'm just trying to catch VJ at this point and go shoulder to shoulder so that we can run Chris down. You're pulling him in a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. It's funny. I almost get to him. And then these hairpin turns, you'll see uh, oh, yeah. really just, <laughs> if you have the first step, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. And I mean, that's just like the funny thing with OCR, right? It's like, if this was on the road, like you could probably come up to VJ pretty easily, but like, you did a barbed wire crawl and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, oh, I'm, it's I'm a little yeah. more tired than I thought. <laughs> You're definitely fatigued. And at this point I was, I wasn't too tired. I don't think anybody in the front here was too tired. Um, I think everyone ran pretty smart to what their running capability was. It's not, it's not till later that the, <laughs> the red lining begins. Um, this is still, we're still in the first 5k. It's just about, looks like we're coming up to 5k or we're coming up onto the helix right here, which is right so about obstacles at. and this hairpin right here. I tried to make this pass and he has that first yeah. step there. And I just, yeah. Um, but I feel like the terrain has stayed more or less the same as this hard packed dirt through here. Um, the whole layout of the first 5k just, yeah, it felt like cross country. So here we are in helix. And mm-hmm. you have some Helix experience. I mean, you've done it. Is this a problem for you at all? It was until today or until the race day. Um, and I feel like I got through Helix pretty quick. Yeah, it looks like you got off with everybody else. I mean, like, VJ mm-hmm. didn't put too much time. Maybe Mark and, and Hawk may have caught you as you approached it. Yep. Put, uh, the group, but didn't, you didn't lose any spot. Any spot. So you must be feeling good after that. You're like, okay, cool. Yep. <laughs> and really at this point, I think the the thing that's in everybody's mind is we got to get through. Yeah, Z-Wall, obviously. But there's a, a tiny gauntlet coming up um of olympus box spear and yep. that's on everyone's mind like you can't lie and tell me you're not thinking about the spear the whole time running up to it um so that section is what everybody's got their mind on at this point uh the running to it is pretty pretty tame so that was a weird cut too vj must have killed the uh z wall to catch up to chris like he that. did he he went through i heard i waited for the sound of the bell when i got on and i started counting in my head while i was climbing and he made up a lot of time on it uh and then we all come into the olympus basically neck and neck here did you go um, knees i went knees and i i brutalized my knees here my kneecaps were blue are they the still race. hurting yeah they probably still hurt no, they're yeah. good now but yeah oh, we nice. all came out of that pretty equal looks like you caught up to it looks like it, that was actually a pretty good obstacle for you uh i think i had a really fast olympus oh so see um, watch watch what vj does oh you don't really see it i see it because I, I watched him live right <laughs> he uh he just jumps <laughs> he just grabs it i can do that as well i'm six foot so if you grab the rope and jump you can mm-hmm. grab the pipe behind it yep um but you looks like looks, you had to do the rope and like so your feet. i made the conscious choice to do the rope because i wanted to save my legs i've jumped in the past and done that and my calves have cramped uh, and I, I just want, I'm just thinking about late game here where like, if I do hit this spear 
and I'm, you know, I'm running strong late. I want to have the power to finish the race like fast. They got you right um, so on it. it. Yep. And that, one, yeah, dude, I felt so confident when it left my hand, which doesn't happen often. Um, but quick note on that spear, uh, they, that spear throw felt really out of place, like where, where it was in the race. And just like, I know a lot of people had some struggles with it. Um, oh man, that, that was a huge, um, confidence boost to be done with that part of the race. Feels great. It's like an adrenaline rush. Oh yeah. So Chris, Chris must've lost ground on Olympus or something. I can't figure out where he goes. Did he uh, lose it on the? Did you see? Because you kind of lost a little bit of ground just based off the amount, of, like the speed of getting this thing done. You uh, know what I mean, I was a, I was a hair slower on box. I was a hair slower on getting to my spear, and I was a hair slower on just yeah, all of the little stuff, right? And it, it cost me about ten seconds, and you can just see it in the gaps here of the running. It's, um, one, it's one thing that I, I haven't like. It's hard to really because the main focus is hitting a thing. Mm-hmm. So like thinking about how much time it takes you to hit is like a different type of mindset where VJ's like, I got to get this done. I can get this done in seven seconds. Yeah. That's where it needs to be. But I think that all comes down to race experience. A lot of these people have done, you know, 10, 20, 30 Spartan races. And I think this is my eighth. So all these guys have probably done (laughs) 50 plus. So I'm just thinking, hit the spear. Like, I don't even care. And in my mind, you got to know that I'm coming into this race thinking top 10 is the best day of my life. So being in fourth, I'm less concerned with catching the podium and I'm more concerned with staying. Let's maintain. Yeah, maintain and be in a good spot late. Uh, VJ kills this multi-rig here. And Your multi the rig is actually pretty good too. It's it's decent, but see where he has that transition off the bar. Yeah, that's what I'm missing <laughs> in mine. I do think I catch Mark and Hawk a little bit on this one. Um, I have a huge swing onto the bar. You do uh, and clear most of it, uh, but then this little dismount onto the ring cost me a few seconds because I don't hit Bell there. Um, it's not bad if you can swing that way. Like you're off and running pretty quick. Yeah, definitely. Um, the multi-rig, I, I love the multi-rig. It, some people are complaining because the day before it had ropes, but I think the ring bar ring was still, you know, an, enough technical for a multi-rig that that's it, what it, it broke up the running. That's what it is for the super distance. Like the beast mm-hmm. has the ropes, the super has the pipe. Now this is the, so here's the bucket carry. And the funny thing about this is it's super short. It's a really short bucket carry. Um, but right after it, you're about to hit the only hill. Like you're coming up on this ascent and you can feel it looming <laughs> that there's going to be this hill um, after this bucket, like a maybe a mile or a half mile after it. So having the carry before the big terrain was interesting. Um, did, do you think, were you conserving? Did, were you conser- I think like, we'll see what Batchers does in a minute, but did, um were you conserving here? Were you like, let's just get through this? Or were you like, let me just not lose space? What, do you, what, are, your, what are your thoughts on that? Completely honest, it was fear. I dropped the bucket right when Atkins picks his up. And <laughs> I saw him and I, I looked, looked at his eyes and I went, that, that guy is behind me. He's going to get me. <laughs> so, uh, I, I was just running, running scared for a lot of this section because I had really good talent in front of me. I had really good talent behind me. And it was just this like mixture of like, you know, fear and excitement that like I'm in the mix right now. And it's still the trails here are so fun to run. This is like my favorite terrain to run on. Um, These just like single track hard packer. So I'm having a blast through this section here. Um, You almost forget it's a race. Like you kind of zone into this this, like really hard effort and you love what you're doing. And 
So yeah, that that's, part of is fun. And that's the best part about Spartan, right? There are those moments that take you out of the actual competition and you're like, wow, this is amazing of what I'm getting to do. Yep. You know, but and at the same time, it's like, you got to Yeah, <laughs> I love California Spartans. I'm starting to realize like any Spartan race in California I've done, I love. So maybe I should just race there more often. Yeah. Um, Bender's cool. You see a lot of, a lot of the pros go over with their, their bodies kind of like a bar there. I, I haven't quite figured that one out yet, but uh, you can see the, the steepness starting to come. Uh, and what's really cool about the race here, Mark pushes here and makes this huge move, but um, the cool thing is they put stairway to Sparta right at the top of the hill. So when you got to the top of the obstacle, you could look back on each side and mm. kind of see where everything was. That's um, cool. I think that was a, a really good idea on Spartan's part for obstacle placement was just putting this really tall obstacle on the tall hill. They, they will do that. Like it's usually at the top of some, like in Tahoe, it's at the, it has been at the top of the second ascent that's cool and it's just like holy shit it's like the highest that you're gonna be <laughs> yeah um so like if for like age groupers or not even not age groupers for open waivers they're like mm -hmm. up there and you can like be like wow this is actually amazing yeah for sure um this hill was a killer it it hurt like this is the first time i think at least for me where i felt extreme race fatigue yeah you look um, like it there <laughs> I was, like i was uncertain about what to do <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was like, paying for the opening, um, but I knew I was going to have to. And I think a lot of people were. Mark makes it look easy, but he's probably one of the best runners in the sport. So uh, I'm not mad that he looks flawless there. Um, <laughs> it was definitely his plan, too. Yeah, he knew. He knew. So sure. he's like, I have to push as hard as I possibly can here. Yeah. And he gets a good gap on. And this is kind of late in the race for someone to put a gap on VJ like that. And he knows that he has to have probably like a 20-second gap with some of these obstacles to to not get eaten up. Because, yeah, we're about to enter just like, you know, 400 meter dash obstacle, 400 meter dash obstacle. And so um, the back, this is the back half. Like we've reached the point in the race here where it's no longer just a foot race. It's it's a it's a circuit. Yeah. And so, OK, so you're in, you're in fourth now at this point. Can you see Chris behind you? Yeah, I saw him. I actually thought he was Ryan Atkins at first. Uh, cause I just saw the hair, but then he said something to me when he was going up it, he said, we got a, we like, we got a pretty comfortable lead here. He's like, okay. not a lot of people behind me. And so I felt pretty good that I wasn't getting hunted anymore. <laughs> uh, and I knew it was just Chris at this point who was going to be able to, to catch me. Um, so at that point coming off a of stairway, my plan became, how do I get podium? Like, how can I catch third? How was your descent? It was, I think Strava says it was bad, but I think I did pretty good. For <laughs> um, uh, it was good. I, I went down it uh, a little conservative. Like I'm still kind of babysitting my knee a little bit. I had a knee injury last spring. That's like dull. It's like 95% healed, but I didn't want to like do something terrible there to shave two seconds. Um, and I was also super tired and I knew we were going into the rope climb. So yeah, here's me doing the rope. You have a good uh, rope technique. Um, it's yep. super secure. It's like VJ has one. And, uh, that's kind of how I do it. The way VJ does with a J hook where it's like you can get like two pulls in. Yep. But the way you descent after it was really solid. My, yeah, my shoes were perfect for it. So I wore road flats. I wore sock any fast. Did you go with the road flats? I did. I wore fast twitches and uh, they were super nice on the rope because they're flat. And so it just like slid right down like a firefighter. It was hmm. ideal for that obstacle. Um, trying to think. So we're going through Twister here. I think we already went through a beater. 
I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, we missed Beater. Um, they just they had just Batras on Beater. Okay, I was going to mention, that was the only obstacle in the race that was actually wet. Um, for whatever reason, the, the dew from the morning clung to Beater uh, <laughs> and no other obstacle. So is this how you normally do a twister that's forward, like monkey swinging? Uh, no, but I was talking to Mark Audet the day before, and he said that he does this thing where you can grab on the inside. So when it turns, it turns into your hand instead of away. Mm-hmm. And I had had trouble in the past. So I thought, you know, what? I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to take a risk. And it felt way more natural than going backwards or sideways. Uh, I think it's the fastest I've ever got through twister. You got that. You got through really fast. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. If you can do it that way. And it, when it, the conditions are dry like this, it makes it a little bit. Mm-hmm. easier you know but yeah. uh that looked great looks like you got through no problems like he's been you've been doing it for a while well thanks uh this obstacle i think was the the worst preps on the course the sled drive. Um, there was only like four lanes they weren't parallel to each other some of them had such big dirt mounds it would be impossible to even get the get the uh crate over them like batris got stuck yeah these are all uneven like this no, is- they're all uneven and batris got put on probably I mean, it wasn't even his fault. Like that was, that would be like if the string on the spear was too short uh, is what he got stuck (laughs) with there on the plate drag. It just, some of these obstacles need to kind of be proofread or like looked at a little bit more because he lost probably like five, 10 seconds on that plate drag. That was the race for first. Yep. And it wasn't even his fault. And I think he was telling me he was, he was redlining here in the bag and he lost a lot of time. Maybe he wouldn't have got it anyway, but at least, you know, don't have the course impact the runner that hard. I agree with that because I was like, oh, these are all like, these are not the same as Hawk almost falling down this thing. Jeez. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was going to mention with Hawk. So he's super fast. Um, and I knew from the beginning of the race, there was another runner <laughs> in the, yeah. in the race. And, but I was noticing because I was just close enough to him that I could see, uh, see some of his form on these. I could tell the weight of some of these obstacles was starting to get like, it looked heavier on him. Yeah. And so in this sandbag, uh, I don't want to, but I think I run the whole thing just because I know there's a chance with like the final gauntlet of obstacles had a really good mix of like legs, arms. You can see like right here where Vita is going through, um, jumping onto this table is a really good way to cramp a lot of times. <laughs> um, and so I just knew there was a good mix of like weightlifting left. And so I was like, there's still a chance I can catch this guy. Cause there's not a lot of running left. Right. Right. Um, so, so you had to maintain contact, contact at sandbags. Yeah, so maintain contact because you never know what's going to happen when there's like four or five obstacles back to back to back. Um, so it's hard to do, but like I was running as if there was a person in front of me the whole time, but you, you can't actually see them because there's so many turns and obstacles. You just have to hope. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, yeah, coming to this final gauntlet, like, yeah, it's good to, to, to try to race the whole thing. Right. Cause there's not a ton of failable stuff. Yep. So you might think that it might not be the case that yep. it would matter as much. The but... other thing is when you're in this mix, it didn't come into my head in the race, but the not the rankings, but like to get certain protein contracts now, you have to be within a certain percentage of the winner. So even if you're not like where you want yeah. to be, you have to finish as fast as possible because those seconds matter when you're trying to be within 95% of VJ. And you know he's going to go fast at the end. He's going to go through the whole thing really efficiently. So you have to, you know, every second counts, even if you're not in the place you want to be in. You have to think, I'm still trying to beat the winner's time or get as close as possible. So here we are at Hercoise. Batris is through, and then it's yep. just, it is just the A-frame after. And this is like, Hawk is 
barely moving this thing. And there's a bit of a gap yeah. still between you and him. Um, so, so this is the, this is obviously the race right here. Uh, Hawk has me dead in the water. If he gets this thing up as fast as VJ or Batras does, but the weight difference here is I think one of the biggest factors is that, you know, he weighs probably 25 pounds less than I do. You um, think you think that much? What are you weighing I, right now? I think he told me I weigh 155. Okay. Um, and so I, I'm, Pulling this up very inefficiently, you can see my form is <laughs> super. It bad. was like it was like almost like the your foot up there was almost just kind of a way to, to 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 like drop yourself down. You weren't really using the weight, but you got it up. You were moving I got it fast. Up. And I at this point, it's not even technique. I was just thinking to myself, win like in my head, win this race right here, win right. the battle. Um, and coming up over this a frame, I knew I could get the first flip, and I thought I had a lot more gap on Hawk at this point. Uh, I hated that they cut it here. I know it's a bad cut. Um, and then he rolls like right next to me and I just realize it's going to be whoever gets the ground first. And so I just leap right here. <laughs> the epic <laughs> jump. Cause he and, wasn't, uh, he wasn't ready for that jump. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think, I think he thought after he got next to me, we were both going to descend it like reverse crab walk. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I had planned for days. I was like, if it gets to the, the a frame, I'm jumping. So, and yeah, like we talked about that. You're like, you think he can jump from the bar? I was like, I don't know. Do you think he could have jumped from the bar? The bar, that would have been. I would have jumped from anywhere if, <laughs> if I had to in that. And like, you, I mean, you can see uh, one second, you know, and ideally I don't have to do it there on the A-frame. My monkey bar was probably like five of those. Like there's the cool thing about OCR is you can look at the results like this afterwards and say, Oh, I was only this many, you know, seconds behind somebody and realize with 20 obstacles, if you're like two seconds off on each of them, you know, that's, that's 40 seconds. Yeah. And so to be one second apart from another person Insane. is just, Oh, it's, it's crazy the whole time. <laughs> so, yeah. Cause you, do you think you could fit like, so after we talked about the A-frame, like the double flip, I the way I go is how Hawk goes. Like Hawk just dove himself over and started rolling. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I do it too. It gets to a point where you need to kind of get off and you're a little bit more disoriented. Yeah. But the double flip, I think you'd have to crab walk at least to the bar. You do. And then kind of like trust to dive yourself over again, which I think would have probably been slower than what you did. I think it actually would have been. I think I could have been faster uh, if I would have – known that the jump was coming when it did like i could have flipped done taken one step and jumped the rung higher and it wouldn't have mattered um but yeah i think the jump is faster it's just like do you want to land and risk you know whatever's going to happen in in um, this scenario where it's the last thing like if this if this was at mile three like no, yeah you're not yeah. doing that <laughs> you don't but, do it but it's like, let me get over this line. This is literally the last thing. Was there? There was no fire here, right? There was no fire. I was ready for there to be a fire. I was not, not in California. Not, no, not, not allowed. Um, it's not. It doesn't really change anything. You just fast step it. No, it changes nothing. Yeah, it's more for optics. It just looks kind of cool. Definitely. Um, I was gonna say it's it's strange. The one issue I have with the ending there is that when Spartan puts obstacles that are really slow at the finish of a race, it makes it really hard to like kick. If like, you know how at the end of a race, you, that's what you do. You make a strong push, you, you leave everything out there. But with, with it being super slow obstacles, like Hercoise into this at, or this, uh, a frame, 
you can't really do that. So you have to, you have to make your kick or your push before them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I just, did you do that? Like, did you, did you, th- was it, did you do that on your sandbag? Do you think the that's sandbag where, is where I think was? Yeah, sandbag was everything for sure. Cause that is the thing. That's like, it would have been great if there was like 250 meters after the Hercoist for you and Hawk. Oh man. Fucking race. <laughs> I think Mark is such a strong runner in this race. It wouldn't have mattered, but it would be so cool to have. I've always, every time I'm running and I think about racing and I start visualizing it, I think about having like, yeah, Hercoist and then just a 400 meter. Be amazing. Flat to the fire. It would be so cool. Even take that, you know, that uh, first 5K of the race that's super fast and flat and just kind of reverse it. Have the first half of the race be super obstacle heavy and gauntlets and just one after the other. And then now you have the running. Yeah, you know, I agree. People aren't as fresh. Yeah, I agree. I think that, that would level the playing field just as much because people – People in this sport, they just hate fast runners. They just want fast runners not to do well. <laughs> I think it's true. I, it, it's super funny that like, yeah, I like if you, you can get lost reading comments after races like this, like you can go into the results page of Spartan or like OCR report or anyone who talks about it. And if you go to the comments, there's a lot of like toxic conversations going on. And it's kind of fun to like read them and like use them as fuel. Like I, I, I read a few of them and I was like, that guy doesn't know me. Like... <laughs> Um, were they just saying just cause you're a runner basically like people saying like, Oh, the only reason these like skinny kids can do well is cause the course is like tailored to them. Right. Like people be like, Oh, all these 5k track runners coming into the race. And like, they're only good because the obstacles are watered down. And like, it was super flat and fast. And it's like, yes, it is super flat and fast, but that doesn't mean I'm not in the weight room three times a week. That doesn't mean I can't lift as much as some of the bigger guys, you know, like mm-hmm. I still train for the hard stuff. I just, this course suited a different side of my training. And as an OCR athlete and every guy in the top 20 knows you're, you're a triathlete for running, uh, climbing, you know, lifting, like you're doing a lot of stuff. So when people see one side of it and they think like, oh, this is just all running now. It's like, no, it's not. It's just, it was a bigger portion of San Luis Obispo. It, it mattered more that day. And it's going to expose people on the other end. People want the fast runners to be exposed for not being able to do obstacles or carries or something like that. But when it's flipped, it's it's like, oh, let's see how the obstacle proficient people and the people are good at heavy carries, what they have to do on fast running. Oh, they can't do it. Like, why isn't it not? uh, Yeah, why isn't it on them? Why isn't it on the people who aren't prepared to do? Like, I know people are saying like, oh, it's just some people can't run it fast. Like anybody could have ran. Any of the top guys could have ran the paces we were running. Like, yes, it was fast, but like we ran a 5:20 for the first mile, and it's like I know for a fact that everybody in that top 20 can run a 5:20. Yeah, you know? like yeah. anyone can do it. I understand why people didn't want to, because you have a whole bunch of race left to go. But you know, like there, there's going to be races coming up. I guarantee it. Like Big Bear, Big Bear is going to be a lot of mountain running. That's different than flat running. Yeah, uh, you know, Utah is going to be super tough. Uh, it's a beast. It's going to have a bunch of hard obstacles in it. So we're going to see, I think the series is going to be pretty diverse. Um, and they just got the fast one out of the way. But uh, I do think people need to realize that like OCR is a mix of, of running and obstacles. It's not just obstacles. Like 
the, a beast is not a deca you know they're no. they're different and it, it should it, and it shouldn't all be trail running and power hiking and climbing like no, why no, is that what it needs to be like is that you go downhill spartan you know <laughs> like it's kind of what big bear and utah are gonna be i guess i've heard i've never been to either i've heard the back half of them are pretty descent heavy and they're just like crazy descents at least the courses the courses in the past well at least uh Utah last year was basically the last six miles was a descent. <laughs> it was okay. nuts. Um, that's good to know. But that's like we, then we should uh, we should wrap up how we feel about this course though. Yeah. Similar to this, but like, how, what are our final thoughts on on this venue? So, I mean, from from someone from the outside looking in, I mean, this is a course that I would have loved to have run. This is like the the course I've been waiting for for myself to do, and like I was <laughs> like, this is perfect because I mean. I feel that same way. I'm never, I would never gripe about coming out of big bear and being like, you know, who did well, all the mountain runners. And if this was flat, I would have done better. It's like, that doesn't matter. And I think this is a, a eye opening and it's to help make athletes become a little bit more well-rounded. I said, yeah. okay, there's a hole in my game. If there are, if Batris, Nick, Hawk, Chris are all going to be faster than me, like mm -hmm. then I need to be as fast as them, or at least get faster than what I am now. You mm -hmm. know, to, Definitely. And I mean, I think it, I, I think it's fair. I thought this was the most fun coverage that I've ever seen on Spartan. I have to say, I agree, but I might be biased. <laughs> like, I feel like a lot of how I view this race will be, will be somewhat, you know, from a biased perspective, because this is the best finish I've ever had. Um, I was in the race, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and everything yeah. went well for me. Like I, I'll be the first to say that like luck plays a factor into these races. So sometimes you, Oh yeah. You're really happy about a venue because it just like worked out for you. But I do think it was a super deep field. There was a lot of position changing. The coverage was great. The weather was good. And I think it was exciting. Like, I really think this is what the sport wants to be. Um, despite the distance, like if, if the pack's going to be this tight, every single national series, this is going to be a super fun year. And because of the nature of this course and having it, you have the ability to make passes and to like, like I said, like I think Chris Brown had a spot where he wanted to go. I think Hawk probably had a spot where he wanted to go. He's like, I'm taking it from the start. Like you had a place where you're like, I need to go in the beginning. Uh, Batchers obviously had a spot. So there's like places that you could really kind of capitalize on Or if it's like West Virginia, it's like, well, we're single track for, two and a half miles Yep, it's like, let me just, I just need to survive this and get in my place. And, or like the, the race gets so stretched out that there there's no movement in the back. Cause people are just dead um, yeah. where it wasn't like that for this. And I'm a little biased too. Cause I did enjoy, I really enjoyed watching you. And I thought this was really, it was really fun for me to like, be like to know what was coming and to see you in this. Um, but yeah. I, so I'm also probably a little biased, but I really thought this was awesome because I think at the end, Hammond mentioned something to VJ in that interview that like he said like four lead changes, but I think that like so Hawk was in the lead, Godet yeah, was in the lead, Hawk was in the lead, and then Mark Godet from Hawk, then Hawk then, took it back, then you took it, yep, and then VJ took it, and then from us, and then Chris, Chris took it from VJ, and then at some point we passed Chris in that Olympus box spear uh -huh. and it's vj again and then mark passes vj on the hill mm -hmm. and then vj passes mark uh at the plate drag so there was six leaders and nine lead changes 
Yeah. That's awesome. And, and that's just for first. Yeah. Then you got to think about the lead changes for the, there was a, definitely a battle between third, fourth, fifth. There was a huge group. Uh, I mean, look at this results here. Six through 10 are 34 seconds apart. Yeah. Uh, and they were with each other like that is probably the highest stress uh, pack of the race. And it, you can't see it here. And I just like to make a little shout out to Kirk DeWin, who is in this group the entire time and should be in this group the entire time. But he enough, like how we were talking about with Mark and his plate drag, Kirk DeWint was unfairly robbed on that spear throw. Like why? Without a doubt. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Yeah, I've but seen it. It's his, the footage of what happened to Kirk is literally my argument, my prosecution for why the spear needs change. And oh, just in general, uh, he, he gets, it takes him 48 seconds before he can even throw it or something like that. Yeah, it's pretty he gets crazy. to one and it's stuck so hard into the into the target from someone else that when he finally gets it out, the spear goes underneath the fence, like because yeah. of how tight. So then he's got to get it out from under the fence, and then now the twine they use is like headphones from like the early two thousands like, <laughs> in knots immediately. So he's trying to like untie knots on the back of the spear, get it to like just literally be a straight rope, and then finally realizes it's just too broken like this spear just isn't going to work so he has to go to another spear same thing happens but then he does it again it goes again it goes under the and it's like i understand it's a skill obstacle but like what happened to him was more material than it was like there's nothing in his race prep he could have done to fix that right and so watching it happen to somebody and then putting myself in his place like what if that happened to me and i was in you know fourth place and i drop all the way to wherever he is 20th and I just spent 18 weeks training for this race yeah, just to have it. So that's my, my mini complaining sesh, but like there's more people in the mix here than you see. I think Tyler Veerman was in here he too. Also missed like, it, yeah. There's a Lars, Lars, Lars Arnson was right in this mix oh, too. Man. He missed there's like eight to 10 people shoulder to shoulder <laughs> Yeah, in this, in this fight for the back top 10. So despite the bad things happen there that that just shows you how exciting that must have been to watch and i hope the coverage shows a little bit more of of what's going on back there too like i i do think it's important to see the winner but uh it would be cool to see that fight for like six through ten too yeah and i mean that's just any race coverage i mean it's rare that we'll see even like if you watch like ncaa cross country or ncaa track and field or any type of cross country we're probably not going to get much of like five through 15 or anything like that definitely not but like it yeah i, I understand that's this kind of race coverage but it would be cool to see like especially for this yeah. race it would have been really like look you got rylan five seconds later atkins and then five seconds later Godet. like oh and then six seconds later ryan kent that's so so close crazy crazy yeah. um yeah, so overall, I, I mean, I, I love the coverage. I thought, and I think I think the course was cool. So, um, what, is there anything that you would have done different? Did you feel like you executed ex exactly the way you you wanted to? There's always mistakes. Um, I like I, I'll say that I made way more good decisions than bad. But uh, looking back, I think the biggest thing, like the biggest mistake, I probably made, uh, probably happened right after the spear when I let that group separate from me um, just a little bit. I couldn't quite reel them back in when I needed to. And I think what I should have done is use way more of the tank 
even though we were like a mile and a half out or two miles out, I can't remember where it's at. Mm -hmm. I should have used a lot more remembering that a lot of these obstacles are break. Um, like on the twister, you get to breathe for a little bit on, on a lot of these, you get like, you get to do a hard interval hit and then take a breath. I would have tried to chase down Hawk, um, after the spear, like immediately just made it my goal to be shoulder to shoulder with him. Um, and then seeing if it would have got me a chance to like, maybe strike at second, but yeah you know, hindsight, right? Like I ran the race I did. I'm sure in the moment, if you would have told me to do that, I would have been like, hell no. I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> but, but looking yeah. back, you want to have that like competitive mindset of like, how could I have done better? And I think it was making a move that suited my strength on those trails. I should have ran faster. Yeah. That is one of those things that it's easy to think of before or after the race. Like, oh, when things get really hard, I'm going to go even harder. But mm -hmm. like, yeah, there's definitely a, a, a part where you, you might know a little bit better in that moment than what you know now, but, yeah. uh, but that would be something for down the road. It's like, all right, if there's a place where, especially later in the race, right. Where it's like, let me just yeah. see what I got. Let me just go and, and remain contact. Cause everyone, everyone's hurting. No one's, no one's feeling good. No. So yeah, maybe making just some, some, uh, risky moves just late in the race to kind of see what you're made of might be worth it. Yeah, well, you did make a risky move. You jumped from ten feet high, <laughs> and 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 finished the then crossed that finish line where you where you need to be in third place, man. So I mean, awesome, awesome finish. Like I said, I told you, I I was the one person who picked in the top five. So not just because you're my friend, not because you're on tour, because I think I think this was a course, and just with like your personality and your your willingness to to hurt and to be competitive, like. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not surprised by this. Well, I appreciate it. I'm glad, I'm glad you picked me. I'm glad that I didn't ruin your, <laughs> your top five pick too bad. I should get more points. I feel like I should get disproportionately more points because of the percentage of people who didn't pick you. I should. I agree. I think, yeah, I think the fact there should be like betting odds on it, right? Like, because it was such a, a wild pick, you should have, you should have got more for sure. Exactly. Well, cool, man. Uh, this was super fun. We'll see you at, Big Bear next? Yeah, that's the plan. Okay, cool. All right, dude. Well, we'll look to your socials and we'll keep keep uh, keep track of how you're doing. Sounds good. It was fun.